Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church and to celebrate Sunday. If you are visiting with us, welcome and thank you for coming. Join us as we worship the Lord. I'll be reading Proverbs 16, verse 9. In their hearts, human beings plan their lives, but the Lord decides where their steps will take them. Our hymn is number 495, Step by Step, 495. If you would, please sing through that two times. And if you are able, please stand and join in singing. This is the way. Walk in it. 
Father, this year and every year we pray, would you watch their steps? In Jesus' name, amen. I ask the children to come forward and bring their backpacks. And if they don't have one, you are more than welcome to join us. All different colors, shapes, sizes, glitter. As we look at our backpacks this morning, we look at things that some of them are empty. Some of them are full. But next week, by the time you would sit up here with your backpacks, they would have homework, they would have books. They may even already be starting on the process of being trash filled. My children, it used to be more trash than books. Hi guys, you wanna sit right, there you go. We got our John Deere backpack, we are ready. But we need to remember something as we start school tomorrow or the next day. Or like the kindergartners, they just start in little jumps all week. Everything you put in your backpack is yours. But what we put in our heart and in our backpack that God gives us is His. Our gifts are here to share. Our gifts are His that He wants us to give to others. So this is the time when you walk and you shine and you smile and you say, thank you. Have a nice day. God loves you. Because I know he does. Because I know that you know he's on your shoulder every day when you get up and when you go to bed. Now I ask the teachers and the administrators and anybody who deals with education to stand at your seat. For these people, their bags contain papers to grade, books and curriculum to be studied, plans to be made, notes to and from parents, and sometimes, yes, maybe trash. For both the students and the teachers, the load gets heavy sometimes, hard to carry. Other days it's light and nearly empty. But on the days that bags represent works to be done or works that's required, you know that God will walk with you as you encounter each new day. Parents, as you begin another year of schedules, homework, packing lunches, remember that God is here to give you energy, strength, courage. Remember to seek Him and ask Him when the day and the load gets heavy. Congregation and church family, as we kick off another year of learning and living together, remember, God is with us too. Now I'm gonna ask the children to stand, make a circle and touch each other's bag or touch each other's shoulder or hand and let us join together as we read responsively. 
As we begin this new school year, we give thanks to God has given us the ability to learn many things in many ways. We learn in school, but we also learn in church, in our family, in our community, and in the world. Give from God. The Bible tells us that Jesus learned and studied just as we do. We ask God's blessings on this new school year and that it may be a time when we appreciate and fully use God's gift of learning. We ask God to bless our classmates and friends. We ask God to bless those who prepare lunches, those who drive kids to school, and those who keep our schools clean and safe. We give thanks to God for books and computers and all the things that help us learn. And we give thanks to God for the gift of learning. Let us pray. We ask you, Lord, that you bless each of these backpacks and bags each student, each teacher, and each administrator as they use them every day. Go with them, guide them, let them be an example. Comfort them wherever they may be. Their example of love and care will show to all they come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I'd like to extend to you a welcome once again this morning. We are glad that you're here. If you're here for the first time, we do have a section in our bulletin where we would love to get some information from you. And we will promise uh, not to show up unexpectedly at your door, but would love to just get back in touch with you and get to know you a little bit better. If you're here as a guest in the community or uh, new as a college student, again, we are glad that you're here today. Today's a big day and tomorrow's an even bigger day for many of you who have children in school or going to school or teaching in school. And so we are wanting you to know that we uh, are thinking about you and we are in prayer for you. Just as uh, your time is transitioning uh, as far as your family uh, schedules go maybe uh, over these next uh, several months, the church is also preparing for the fall season. And we are excited about introducing a new schedule that will take place next Wednesday and just be mindful of that. I, I wanted to be sure to mention that before I pray this morning. That schedule is found in an insert in your bulletin. Also, if you do want to join us, and we would encourage you to do that for our Wednesday evening meals, you can sign up for permanent meals or you can sign up weekly by calling the church office by Tuesday at noon. If you are signing up for permanent meals, there is a place in your bulletin where you can sign up for that on the tear-off as well and let us know, and we would certainly be grateful. Also, as we make preparations, um, Ellen, I know, would want me to mention that we are still in need of a leader for our RA boys. It'd be a great opportunity for you to mentor and to walk alongside us young men and help shape them and, and encourage them in their walk. So let me be, mention that. And also, just a couple things, again, before I pray. One is in your pew, there are some blue cards. If you would like to give us a name and address or some information on maybe uh, someone who has just recently moved into the area, or if you would like to share with us maybe someone who's just simply not plugged in with another church, we would love to know that and we would follow up in appropriate ways with them. And so we would be delighted if you would do that. And also in your bulletin, there is a sheet there where you can give us some feedback 
about how you came to know the Lord, uh, and how, who influenced that, and how did that happen. And we would love to uh, hear that, and then you'll be hearing more about uh, what we'll do with that later this fall. But please be mindful of that. Before I pray, I want to ask you to do one thing. Uh, we are mindful of the season that we're in and the change that's about to happen for many families tomorrow with the new start of the year. But I would venture to say that if we think hard, and some of us may not need to think that hard at all, we can think of a young family that simply needs our prayers, maybe now more so uh, than ever at the beginning of a new year. Maybe there's some anxiety about this year for, some, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe there's just some struggles, great struggles that are going on in the home right now. And so I wanna ask you for just a few seconds at the beginning before I pray, to think of, of, a, of a child or children or a family that may need special prayer and some special attention at the beginning of this school year. Maybe they've been through some difficulties recently or currently facing some great difficulties. Lift them up in prayer, and then I will lead our prayer this morning. Let's pray together. God, it's with grateful hearts that we bow and give you praise and thanks this morning. As our children, youth, and adults are headed back to school and college, we acknowledge this time is looked at differently by each one. For some, it's filled with excitement, others, anxiety and worry. For each one, Lord, I ask that you meet them at the point of their need. May their learning be rewarding as well as challenging. Let them enjoy the growth that comes from new friends and new opportunities and experiences. Guide them in their learning and in their relationships with others. Protect them and equip them to be Christ-like in their interactions. God, today, not only do we pray for those entering a new school year, but Lord, we also pray for the many other needs that are present within our church family and within our community. Lord, for those struggling physically, we do pray for healing and for strength. Lord, for those dealing with grief, we pray that you would be the good shepherd and walk alongside of them during this most difficult time. For those faced with important decisions, Lord, we ask that you would be their guide. And God, always we lift up those who serve you, whether it's in local church ministry or as missionaries, both here in our local community or around the world. And Father, we know there is great need in all of those places. So Father, we pray for these missionaries and those who serve you. May you protect them, provide for them, and bless them with fruitful ministries. God, we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who fills us with life and hope, not only in this world, but also for the next. Lord, I pray for each one here today that they put their faith and their trust in you. May you speak through each one who's praying and singing and leading today. Bless Alan as he preaches this morning. Father, speak to us in ways that we need to be spoken to. Encourage us and challenge us that when we leave here, Lord, we'll all say it's good to have been together and to have been in your house today. We ask this in the prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know me better than any friend, sibling, or parent. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You know what I had for breakfast. You know when I get my hair cut. You know my elbow itches. You understand my thoughts afar off. You understand me as no human ever has, or ever will. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. There is nothing I do that is too small to be important to you. You know which shoe I put on first this morning. You know how my mom got that dent in her car door. But let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. 
People may misunderstand me. Shut me out. Be too busy to listen to me. But you hear me perfectly. You have hedged me behind and before and, and laid your hand above me. You protect me from the dangers I see. And from the dangers I can't see. Where can I go from your spirit? Your spirit is everywhere I go. It never leaves me. Or where can I flee from your presence? You are everywhere. Surrounding me. For your... For you have formed my inward parts. Before time began. You planned who I would be. Down to the smallest detail. You have covered me in my mother's womb. You created who I am. Unique. One of a kind. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know the numbers of hairs on my head, and that's saying a lot in my case. Every time I breathe, every heartbeat. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. That you place such infinite importance on me. Fills me with awe. That you love each individual. So single-mindedly. Amazes me. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O oh God. If I should count them, they would be more important in number than sand. You think about me constantly. I never leave your mind. When I awake, I am still with you. I can't forget you. Ignore you. Claim you don't z- exist at all. But when I am ready to acknowledge you again, you are still there. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Look inside my mind. See all my secret thoughts. Ambitions. Dreams. Try me and know my anxieties. See all my pain. My worries. The lies I've been told. And now believe. See if there is any wicked way in me. Help me acknowledge the selfishness. The bad habits. That are so hard to break. I want to give up all the things that hold me back. From loving you completely. Lead me in the way everlasting. I'm so thankful I'm surrounded by your love forever. I want to do amazing things. Only I can do. Because there is only one me. You made sure of that. Our hymn is number 19, I Sing the Mighty Power of God, hymn number 19. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
Listen as I read Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 10 and 11. So give freely to needy people. Let your heart be tender toward them. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. He will bless you in everything you do. There will always be poor people in the land, so I'm commanding you to give freely to those who are poor and needy in your land. Open your hands to them. Let us pray. God, you ask us to open our hands and we open our hearts too. We know the needs of others. Use us, Lord, our gifts and our talents to help others in need. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you so freely give us. Use us, Lord, and our gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 10. But God loves us deeply. He is full of mercy. So he gave us new life because of what Christ has done. He gave us life even when we were dead and sin. God's grace has saved you. God raised up with Christ. He has seated us with him in his heavenly kingdom. That's because we belong to Christ Jesus. He has done it to show the riches of grace for all time to come. His grace can't be compared with anything else. He has shown it by being kind to us. He was kind to us because of what Christ Jesus has done. God's grace has saved you because of your faith in Christ. Your salvation doesn't come from anything you do. It's God's gift. It is not based on anything you have done. No one can brag about earning it. We are God's creation. He created us to be one to Christ Jesus. Now we can do good works long ago. God prepared these works for us to do. Good morning. If you will, I'm going to do this for just a moment. This is, this is called poor planning. Uh, there's no batteries in the microphone. Oh, just kidding. Yes, there are. I don't know what I'm talking about. There we go. Well, we are glad that you are here today. Um, Ellen made these wonderful t-shirts for today to wear a t-shirt uh, to be preaching. And so just to make sure that everybody's okay, I have a tie that I can put on over it, if that's better for everyone. Does that work? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, as much as it would uh, pain me to say this, I'm kidding, Ellen uh, does a wonderful job with our children's ministry, and you all know that, and she does so much more. She does so much for our children's ministry, but she does so much more than that. She does so much around the church, um, so many things that many people may not even see. And Ellen, we always appreciate the work that you do here at Boiling Springs Baptist, um, which includes making these shirts. So thanks. And we thank you for uh, planning this today and for all of you students. Uh, we are grateful for your leadership and worship today and all that you have done. It has been meaningful to many of us and we are grateful for that. 
Our church wants to continue to be in prayer for students and teachers and faculty and staff of public schools and private schools and Gardner-Webb and all the different places that we'll pick up in these next couple of weeks and for many that start tomorrow, we will continue to be in prayer for all of those who are involved in school. Something that I am not a big fan of that preachers do Look out, Keith. Um, but I'm gonna do it today. So if you, if you judge me, uh, I want you to know that I'm judging myself. Uh, I will make fun of myself for this later. Uh, but something that has always bothered me is when, uh, you know, as, as preachers and as worship leaders, we have a lot of power. We can make you say and do just about anything that we want to make you say or do. If we tell you to lift your hands, you're gonna lift your hands. And if we tell you to stand up, you're gonna stand up. And that's something that has always bothered me a little bit that some worship leaders do. But today, I'm gonna do just that. So I want you to say this to yourself, and I promise this will go somewhere. I want you to say this, I want you to say, God made me. God made me. Now I want you to turn to a neighbor, somebody sitting close to you, and I want you to say this. Say, God made you. Okay. I, w I will never do that again, I promise. Uh, <laughs> These phrases that I just had you say, these are complete sentences, but the story doesn't end there. God made me, God made each of us, but that's not it. There are two men uh, called the Skit Guys, and the Skit Guys are pretty well known uh, in the Christian community, and they do tremendous skits and things uh, that have wonderful messages and a lot of humor. Um, I wanted to show part of this skit that I wanted to reference this morning, but it's like 10 minutes long, and I figured you would much rather hear me talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, and so I decided not to show that, but in this skit, uh, it's called the chisel skit, and there is a man who God is chiseling away uh, the pieces of this man's life uh, that he feels like shouldn't be there. And in this skit, God tells the man that despite all of the broken pieces, despite all of the problems that are in his life, that he is God's original masterpiece. And that's what we read, and that's what Grady read here in Ephesians 2, verse 10. We are God's workmanship. We are God's original masterpiece. I want you to answer this to yourself. Do you feel like a masterpiece today? What about on other days? There are plenty of days where I don't feel quite like a masterpiece. Days where I don't feel like I'm God's creation. There are times for many of us where we feel tired, broken, unworthy, unimportant, unheard, or like we've just messed up too many times. 
there are times where we feel like junk. The verses that are immediately before Ephesians 2.10 say that God has saved us by God's grace and that salvation is not a reward for the good things that we do. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we do. There's nothing that we can do that can earn salvation. And if that's true, the inverse must also be true. If God does not reward us with salvation for our good deeds, then God also does not punish us, look down on us, or stop loving us because of bad decisions or feelings of inadequacy. Some days, most days, maybe even all days, we might feel like junk. But what Paul says here in Ephesians is that God doesn't make junk. Before we move on, two weeks ago, Jeremiah Hamby wonderfully preached in reference to the greatest commandment of Jesus found in Mark 12 in which, familiar to many of us, Jesus points out that the most important commandments are to love God and love neighbor. There's a very important piece of information from Jesus that I think often gets overlooked in that greatest commandment. Jesus says to love our neighbors as what? As we love ourselves. If we don't first love ourselves and recognize ourselves as God's creation, how can we love others? God doesn't make junk. And speaking of others, if we can understand that God has made us individually as masterpieces, then we also have to recognize that God has created all people as masterpieces. And sometimes this may be a little bit harder. Now, don't look around the room or nudge the person that's sitting next to you, but I want you to think of a person that you have a really hard time getting along with, a person that you have a hard time working with. Let's be honest with each other. This is a person that you really don't like. Maybe someone has said mean things to you at school. Maybe someone hurt one of your friends or family members. Maybe this is a coworker who makes your job unbearable or a family member who burdens you with problems or harsh words. Maybe it's a people group, people who live, act, worship, or think differently than we do. There is not a single person in the world, even the people that you're thinking of, who was not created by God as God's original masterpiece. If we believe it for ourselves, we have to believe it for others as well. God doesn't make junk. A lot of us have probably heard the phrase, and I'm going to put this in more gender-inclusive terms, one person's trash is another person's treasure. Materialistically, this makes sense. We get that. 
that you may not appreciate something, but someone else might find use for it. A few weekends ago, Mary and I were staying at my parents' house in Winston-Salem, and I found a big binder full of 2001 NFL football cards from my childhood. And I immediately had to run and show my dad how cool this was, and he proceeded to go upstairs, and he brings out this full trash bag of baseball cards from his childhood. And so we spent probably 30 minutes or more looking at old baseball and football cards from our childhoods, and we had a great time. And to my dad and I, those cards are important. They have value. Maybe not for money, but we think of the experiences and the memories that those cards bring. Back in April of just this year, there was a man who purchased at an auction a mint condition 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card. And he purchased it for, are you ready for this? $2.88 million. This man paid more money than I will ever see in my entire life for a piece of plastic that has another man's face on it. (laughs) One person's trash is another person's treasure. Do you ever feel like trash? Are you here this morning and you've thought to yourself, how could anyone love me? I've made too many mistakes. I've hurt too many people. I've done too many bad things. I've said too many bad words. I've watched too many bad things. I have an addiction, I have a weakness, I'm not good enough. Or have you thought those things about other people as well as yourself? You think I'm junk or they are junk. I'm trash or they are trash. What we might view as trash is God's treasure. What we might view as trash is God's treasure. There's no need to hide. We all have, uh, we've all felt like we're not good enough at times, but God has made us exactly who God wants us to be. We don't have to be broken because Jesus has made us whole. We don't have to feel bound down by the weight of ourselves or the world because Jesus makes us free. We don't have to feel like we are junk because Jesus makes us a masterpiece. God doesn't make junk. Let's close with this. You remember at the beginning when I begrudgingly had you repeat after me? Let's finish that sentence now. Now you don't have to speak this out loud, but think this to yourself. This is so important. God made me an original masterpiece, and God doesn't make junk. Church, you were made by God as a masterpiece, and none of us are junk. God doesn't make junk.
close in prayer. God, we are so grateful for the leadership of these students, these children who have shared the gifts and the abilities and the talents that you've given them. We're grateful for Ellen and Renee and many others' leaderships with these children and students over time that you've prepared them for this moment. And God, we're grateful for this time where we're able to worship together. God, the psalmist tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Paul tells us that we are your original masterpiece. We don't understand it. We don't comprehend it. We don't feel it. But God, we are grateful for it. Help us to to see the masterpiece in others as much as we would see it in ourselves. I pray that everything we say and do in this time would be uplifting to you and that we would lift your name high above any other. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our hymn is, We Thank You, God, for Teachers. You'll find the words in your order of service. If you would, please stand and join in singing.
Thank you. 